You're listening to Decoding the Code, the podcast for developers. Together with fantastic guest speakers, we explore coding myths, discover helpful tips for beginners and experts alike, and get a peek behind the digital curtains. Get ready for your host, Mark Backus. This week, I'm happy to welcome Sarah Shook as our guest speaker. She's a stay-at-home mom to three kids, and when she's not chasing after them, she's learning how to code which she's been doing for five years. For that, she has my deepest respects because I imagine it comes with a whole bunch of challenges. And today we are going to explore how she does it. Hi, Mark. I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, great, great. It's my pleasure. Um, so yeah, tell me, um, how, how old are you kids? Sure. So I have, a, I have three kids, like you said. I have a six-year-old and she's currently homeschooling. And then I have a three-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old. Wow. Okay. That, uh, that sounds like a busy day in itself without it doing other things. So uh, can you tell me um, what a typical day looks for you? Like, uh, I can't even imagine how I would get stuff done with uh, all, all of that stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, typical days vary from day to day, just depending on what's going on, especially with the two younger children, the three-year-old and the 18-month-old. They they keep my hands full and things change every day with them. But um, a typical weekday for me looks like waking up and getting my kids breakfast and everything, you know, typical, typical parenting stuff. But then yeah. also getting my daughter, she does, we homeschool her, but she has virtual classes. So making sure she's attending those. And then after she's done, it's normally a lunch break and then finishing her homework. So um, between that, it's usually between like 9 a.m. my time to 3 or 4 p.m. by all the, when all is said and done. Um, and then and during those times, I typically don't have any uh, time to code because the kids are all up and running around if they're, except for the six-year-old who's doing schoolwork. Okay. Wow. That's, that, that, that is a busy day. And... Um... Yeah, so um, like, like I would think, or people would think, um, or I would say it's a myth that um, oh yeah, stay-at-home parents have must have a lot of time to learn new things. And um, would you help me debunk this myth? <laughs> sure. Because I, I, I like what you're telling me is like that's absolutely not the case. So what do you have to say? About yeah, I mean, when you have, um, and you know, of, of course, you know, if you're a parent, you might only have one kid, or you may have kids that are older. So I think mostly for me and who I relate to would be parents with multiple children that are younger that are, you know, maybe third grade and below, where they still are not um, as they're, they're still dependent on you to get things done. Um, you know, so you with with three small kids, you know, you have to make their food, you have to do the laundry, which with three kids, there's a ton of laundry. You do the dishes. Oh. So there's just a ton of chores. Like, I mean, it it's literally working and standing on your feet, making sure they're they're having fun and they're they're entertained, but also getting everything done so that the house is not a mess. And for me personally, I need a clean space in order to focus later. And you know, if if things are cluttered, it makes me um, anxious. So I ha I have to make sure too that. 
I have a neat space so that whenever I do get the chance to open my computer and study for a little bit, I'm not doing it in a mess because that just per personally distracts me. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, definitely uh, not that easy as it, as it uh, looks from the outside, but um, there's another myth, um, or I would say it's a myth, a myth um, waking, like, why don't you just wake up earlier and like get more stuff done is another thing. I think for some people that can work depending on their kids and their schedules. Um, my 18 month old does not have a set. I mean, we put him to bed at a certain time, but he still wakes up regularly throughout the night. Um, and for example, the other morning I woke up at 6.30 a.m. thinking I'd get a couple hours in the code and he woke up as well. So it, it just depends on, I mean, if you're, if you do have kids that have that set schedule and they're sleeping through the night, I think that's definitely possible. But when you, when, when you don't, some children, children are all different. So like my son, he likes to be near me. And if I'm up, he wants to be up. So I don't really have the opportunity to wake up earlier. Usually sometimes I can, but it's not something that I can plan on every single day because he will get up as well. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, so, uh, one question I also wanted to ask you is, um, well, first, uh, how many hours a day do you, are you like up and how many of those hours do you get, uh, to, to focus on learning something new? Um, that's a good question. And it also depends day by day. Uh, I can usually Roughly. get yeah, I can usually get 15 to 30 minutes in um, somewhere mm -hmm. in between the day. And sometimes I can get a couple of hours. I am married, so if I'm studying and I have a due date on something that I need to do for a project, I can I can reach out to my husband and say, hey, I need to set a away, you know, two hours tomorrow and two hours the next day to focus. And he'll support me. But he also works full time and he usually works 50 hours a week. So and it's a it's a oh, laborious okay. job. So so really, I do take on most of the child rearing and, while he's working. Um, so I would say on average, 15 to 30 minutes a day. But some okay. days, some days I don't even get the chance to open the computer. It just, it depends. It's yeah. one of those things. I know. <laughs> it just depends on the day. <laughs> well, a quick uh, bracket. What are you learning at the moment? What are you looking, uh, looking at? Yeah, so I am currently attending a boot camp. So we we discussed that I was self-taught. I have been coding for five years, and but but I didn't ever like have a structured learning environment. Of course, okay. Google and Stack Overflow and YouTube tutorials; those are all great. But there's just so many different concepts that you can learn, and you can you can easily veer off what you're trying to focus on when you find something else and kind of go down a different direction. So I ended up um, winning a boot camp on Twitter. And I've been doing that. And it takes you all the way from basic HTML, CSS, up through a full uh, back-end front-end application is what we'll end up building. And right now, we're working on ES6 classes. And um, I'm working on loose coupling of classes okay. right now. Wow. That's, that's really cool. Um, and, and that bootcamp, is it, uh, how is it called, the bootcamp? Uh, it's called Why Practicum by Yandex, and it's a 10-month program. So it's a bit longer than a lot of the other boot camps that are offered out there. Okay. And uh, 
like how is it with the times is uh, self-paced um, but to which point yeah so it's it's self-paced in the fact that um you you have deadlines but you can work at your own pace as long as you're meeting their, those deadlines and there are soft deadlines and hard deadlines so if you're still behind on the soft deadline you can still work to catch up as long as you meet that final hard deadline and it's uh It, there are webinars, there's live coding classes, they do care programming. But at the same time, you don't have to do those. You can always watch the recordings. So it's been really great because if I'm up at one in the morning and I'm able to, you know, do some coding or work on projects, I can do that and go back and watch content that's already been provided. I don't have to worry about meeting everybody live a certain time a week. Um, you know, even scheduling our call today, we planned it really far in advance. I have the kids in the very back of the house. So doing that kind of stuff on a regular basis is really hard, but it's, but I also want to be able to talk to people. So I just have to, I have to prioritize and schedule things, you know, occasionally instead of doing it multiple times a week. And the boot camp allows me to do that. Okay, great. Um, so yeah, I will put a link of that bootcamp in the yeah. uh, show notes if other people are interested. And uh, you can definitely check it out. It sounds like, like a great place to learn new things. It's really great. And they actually do code reviews, which is something that I've never had before. Um, oh, and cool. I really appreciate that because it shows, you know, they, they give you notes, they tell you what they want, and they are looking for something specific. So you, if you add something extra in that's a cool feature, they'll tell you to take it out because that's not for the okay. project but you get you get really great feedback um and then there's support with uh over slack and discord and people will help you figure out the issues that you're having for your projects oh wow cool um all right uh, back to our uh, original conversation okay. um i i imagine like like doing all those chores and also learning how to code and and the whole household and kids thing um, does it take a mental toll on you? And um, uh, like, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. So um, I was, a, I am very career oriented and I've kind of mm -hmm. put, I mean, I'm doing school. So I, I want that. That's definitely like my next step as far as getting more knowledgeable about uh, React and JavaScript and things like that. So that my future in the next six months or so, I can really, you know, take off and do do what I want after the course is over. Um, but before kids, I was very career oriented and I would regularly work 60 hours a week and it was fine. And then, um, I had one kid and I was still working full time. And then I had my second kid and I was still working full time, but with three, it makes it a, a really difficult. Um, and mentally, I think I get, there's like this battle within my head sometimes because I want to be doing career things. But at the same time, I also want to stay at home with the kids. I have that opportunity to do so. And so there's always a battle of, am I being a good enough parent or am I focusing on my career enough? Like, and it's trying to find that balance between both of those things, because I do want to be successful in my career. And I have just kind of taken a step back to be more successful as a mom. Um, when I was working full time, and taking care of the kids, I would sometimes get like more angry easily, you know, because I was okay. trying to focus on something um, at work and not giving them enough attention. So it wasn't good for any of us. And so that's when I decided to take a step back. And I still do have um, a part-time position that's project-based, but um, 
but I really just focus on the kids at this point and then boot camp is my second priority right now. Okay. And um, do, do you have some some uh, methods like how how do you manage to set a focus? Do you have like a procedure? Do you have some some tricks or tips even you could give other people to to better like focus on on one thing and and uh, be able to to do what yeah. you have to do? I mean, that's that's still a challenge for me personally. I can get very distracted easily. So I think my biggest thing that I do is I close out Twitter in my browser window when I'm trying to focus on something. And then I also take my phone and put it in the other room because I'll, I'll try to be multitasking and opening up Twitter while I'm um, while I'm also trying to study. <laughs> so really just removing that those distractions. And then um, if you have a support that can If you have kids and you have a support where they can be watched by somebody while you're focusing, that's really helpful too. So just making sure that everything that that when you have that amount of time that you can focus, that you're removing all the distractions so that you can you can sit there and actually be as productive as possible, even if you only have a short amount of time. Oh, okay. And um Like I imagine it's not that easy to explain to your family that you need like time to to do something. How do you manage to set boundaries with your with your family, with your kids, especially especially your kids, um, that now you, you need some time uh, to to do something or to work or to learn uh, things? Like how do you manage that? You're you're asking really good questions. Um, <laughs> that is also a challenge. And I think for me personally, it's um, telling my spouse, hey, I need this time to sit and focus. And I try to um, make sure that I am also not asking for that every single day, because then that gets overwhelming too on his end, since he's been working most of the day. Um, and then with kids, my three-year-old likes to come in and, and try to distract me. So it's just a matter of taking her out And sometimes if they need to watch a show so I can get stuff done, then they're on, I'll put them in front of the TV and let them, you know, watch something, watch a movie. And then usually that helps. Um, but you're right. Boundaries are really, um, are really challenging to kind of set, especially yeah. when you have little people that don't understand boundaries. Quite yeah. Well. Yeah. That's what I was wondering because it's even as, as adults, it's like uh, hard sometimes to explain, listen, I need an hour for myself. And um Like yeah. I, had, I had a coworker who, who lived still with his parents and he had the hardest time to explain to his parents that he was actually working and not like just playing around on the computer and they would interrupt him all the time. And uh, until he sat down with them, look, this is what I do. I, I, I write code and this is how it works and I'm not playing around. Yeah. So, and I, think, I think too, to add to that with writing code, you're sometimes you're debugging or you're trying to figure out this problem. So you're just pretty much like staring at the screen or staring at Google and you don't necessarily look like you're being productive, you know, yeah, so yeah. kind of harder to, to really be like, no, I really am being productive. I'm trying to get this to work. Yeah. It's not like we just type and things magically happen all the time. You have to really figure out the issues and how to make something work. So. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just walking around my room, uh, playing with a miniature, uh, football, <laughs> American football ball, like thinking and uh, it must from the outside, people from the street can sometimes see me, um, they must think, oh, that guy has has quite a life. I, he's just like <laughs> walking around, playing with the ball, not doing anything. <laughs> cool. Um, but definitely not the case. Um, 
So yeah, do you have any advice you would give other stay-at-home parents or um, single parents who also, I imagine, would also have a hard time um, managing time and uh, kids and learning and stuff? How do you? Which advice would you have for for, for um, those people? I think so. One of the things that um, I take this advice, but I also sometimes have like I told you earlier, like a mental battle, but is to, if you have small kids and you have the opportunity, obviously a lot of people just have to work because they, you know, you have to work. Um, but if you have yeah. the opportunity to spend more time with them, then I think that that's more important really than anything else because they're only small for a little bit. And then yeah. the, the other thing would be to find things that you can, if you, if you, Especially once they're older, when you get to four or five and they can do self-play and they don't necessarily need you, you don't have to worry about them, you know, cutting their fingers off with safety scissors or something and they can yeah. do crafts, you know, set them up with something so that, that they can focus on something while you're also focusing on something. Um, and then for me personally, I try to, I try to, I usually code at night when my 18 month old has been put down for bed and I know he'll be asleep for a couple of hours. Um, so just trying to find the time when they're napping or when they're sleeping, if you're not too tired too, right? Because sometimes you're too tired anyways, yeah. but just trying to find those little pieces of time, even if you don't have a set schedule, but Hey, if you can set a schedule and that works for you, I think that that's the best way to do it. I just have not been successful in that in my life at this point <laughs> with the kids. <laughs> okay. Um, one thing I, I also wanted to talk to you about, um, so your you time for learning things seems very limited and uh, how do you manage uh, to learn something uh, or how would you go about to learn something as vast as javascript or react because um you think it's more desirable to like become a specialist in something or might it be better just to be good at some things but not really specialist in in I, something i specific. personally think you should specialize i like i said earlier i've been coding for five years and i actually have experience in five or six different languages but i'm mm -hmm. not and, and i so like i love sql i can run those complex queries but i can't uh i can't like i haven't had the opportunity to do um stored procedures yet which i know i could figure out but like that's just been something that i haven't been able to do with my job so i can do the queries i can do some javascript but like when i've solved problems in the past it was like solving a little piece of the puzzle and not really necessarily grasping the concept of why like i know what recursion is i know what something coupling for example that's something that i'm lear learning now that i'd never i'd never known that was a thing and when i go in and i look at somebody else's code that's way more complex than what i'm used to um i now I can understand why it's like that, whereas I couldn't before. So I think that like, and then on top of that, I also worked with PowerShell. And so like, I just had all these different languages and I was learning them within a short period of time and having to switch between each one. Um, and sometimes when you switch languages, you really have to kind of switch gears to that, yeah. uh, to that other language and that other syntax. And when you focus and you learn one thing and you just nail it down and you become proficient, then I feel like that's the best time to start learning something else. But work on that one skill first if you have the opportunity, because honestly, I think I would be a much stronger programmer these days if I had been able to do that as well. But I was doing it for work and I just wasn't, I didn't have that opportunity. But I think for those who are learning coding, I think you should focus. And then once you're confident in your skills in that one area, then move on to something else. 
Yes, definitely. Uh, I just want to add um, quickly here to, to if some beginners are watching or listening to this, that um, it's not desirable to know 100% of, of something. For example, like know 100% of JavaScript because nobody knows 100% of JavaScript. I think uh, what, what Sarah is saying is, like uh, as she said, um, being proficient yeah. in something that, that you can do a lot of stuff without um, looking too much stuff up. Or of course you look stuff up all the time, but like it's not desirable to know everything and hundred percent of something because you won't need it. You can look stuff up, like which is something I, I try to to <laughs> to tell people to not uh, to not be like focus or focus on or obsessed with like knowing every syntax or every class or every function so um as long as you know like how to figure out the problems easily that's really i feel like when you're pretty proficient you can understand what you're reading when it comes to the different methods the, the basic methods that javascript includes and then you say oh okay so i need to figure this out you still research it but you know that questions to ask to make the uh, the answer easier for you to find yeah it's like the array reduce like yeah i, I have to google it every time does does uh is it first the accumulator or second and then i have to google it and I'm, oh damn it i got it wrong again <laughs> how can i get it wrong so many times reduce and i've been doing JavaScript to for figure quite out. A while. <laughs> yes. yeah um yeah um and then I wanted to to talk with you uh, about something maybe a little bit more touchy subject. Um, sure. do, like, do you do you feel discriminated against, um, or do you feel that our field, the technology, uh, discriminates against uh, stay-at-home moms or moms in general? I think you know I'm on Twitter and um, and I I found a lot of amazing women that support me um, and we support each other and that was that joining Twitter has been amazing because I've been able to meet people that are in similar situations even if it's not a, a mom but she's uh, just a strong woman and you know th- that we can all support each other um, I do I have had some occurrences where somebody who's not a parent is basically says that I could find more time. And I think that that's true to an extent, but at what cost am I, what, what am I giving up to find that more time? And I think that if you are not a parent and the people who made these comments were, they, they obviously weren't, um, you don't understand because it doesn't, because you don't realize how much work ha- goes into even just having one kid is, is a lot. But when you start having more and they're all young, that's the other key word. They're not teenagers yet. They're, you know, they're, they, they need you to support them. They need you to do things for them. Um, I do sometimes feel that people don't understand that, but maybe one day they will and they'll think back on those comments that they made to people that were parents at the time and they'll realize that they shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, one always grows uh, with with that. Okay, yeah. I think that's everything um, I wanted to talk about. Uh, is there something um, y- you wanted to to talk about more about your experience? Something you wanted to uh, to an yeah. anecdote, maybe, or something? Um, not necessarily, but I will say that you know, if, you, if somebody, even if you are just starting out or you haven't started out coding and you're looking to do that and you have a really busy schedule. 
it's still possible. It's like learning. I mean, you're you're learning a new language. It's just not a spoken language. It's a coded language. So it's you're not going to you're never going you're not going to learn everything in one day as much as some people try to hype up that you'll learn JavaScript in a week or something from watching a video. Um, you know, it takes a lot of time. And even if you've coded for I mean, I know, Mark, you've coded for longer than I have. And you say you're still learning, too. So it's yeah. basically a lifelong journey. And if it's something that you think it you're is. passionate about, you should just try. And even if you can only spend five to ten minutes a day, um, that's better because that's like that's you're still building up your 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 um, mental capacity for coding. And the next time that you look at something, you'll understand it, even if it's just a little bit better. Um, and then the one other thing is when when I had when when my son was uh, a newborn and when my daughter was 10 months old and he before he was born, there's an app called Execute Program and it's twenty dollars a month. But it it teaches you a lot of the JavaScript fundamentals. Uh, it goes over all the different array methods and it gives you exercises. It goes over promises and they've probably added. I haven't been on it in a little bit, but they have different courses that you can take for $20 a month. And the way that it's structured is you can only do so many sections in a day and then they keep repeating those quizzes over time. And as it solidifies in your brain, then they'll oh, cool. move on to something else. It's a really neat program. And especially if you have like a baby sleeping on you, you can do it on your cell phone. So I would do that when I wasn't able to be at the computer. And that really helped me with things like arrays and promises and things that I, I hadn't really touched as much in my previous experience. Um, so yeah, I, I, I love Execute Program. Sorry if I'm, I'm not allowed to plug something, but it really is a great program, especially if you're not able to be at a computer, but you want to like test your... your yourself on your skills yeah definitely allowed to plug uh, things I, I will put it also in the show notes a, a link to to the app uh, recommendation of sarah and uh, one last thing um what are you up to next are there any new projects uh, you, you're that, that, that <coughs> sorry are there any new projects coming up uh, for you Yeah, I am a board member for a small nonprofit organization. And okay. so I'm actually going to be redoing their website. I'm currently working on um, the design portion of it. And we just were in the process of finalizing their logo. And so once that's done, I will be managing their Twitter account as well as building their website for them. So it'll be it'll be a fun project to work on and it'll be for a really great cause. Um, so I'll uh, tweet about that whenever it's finished, but I'm, I'm excited and that's my next big project along with finishing boot camp. Okay, great. Well, um, good luck with uh, with that project. And uh, thanks again for for joining me or for taking time out of your busy schedule to, uh, to be on the show. Um, I really appreciate uh, your time. And um, yes, I will also, uh, the um, Sarah's Twitter account is, her Twitter handle is uh, shook codes s-h-o-o-k codes on twitter if you want to follow her i will also put the link in the show notes uh follow sarah she's amazing and um yeah thank you sarah thank you so much mark it's been so great talking with you thank you for listening to decoding the code a new episode will be available every week so don't forget to tune in next monday for past episodes check out the website decoding.show Thank <laughs> you.